Welcome everybody, Nerdicons. We're back, episode seventy-nine. Why did I write? Se- okay, I, I I see why I wrote that. Uh, I wrote my my handwriting's a little off today, people. But we are back this week, episode seventy-nine. Getting talking nerdy stuff. So here we go. Yeah. Damien is joining us from the past. The past. Hello, so he everybody. can tell us what what already happened to us. Well, we we were talking way too many personal things before we went on the air. So, you know, I'll self-disclose. You don't have to, but I will. I'm talking about getting a vasectomy, y'all. So the past me was talking about getting a vasectomy. So after discussing it with the gentlemen of the show, I am even more in favor of your boy, Damien, getting this all taken care of. Because, you know, we don't want to have accidents out there. I work with kids. I don't need to have kids. So let's take care of that sooner rather than later. But aside from that, uh, some nerdy some nerdy info. All you wrestling fans out there, tomorrow I will be attending GCW, which by the time this episode airs, which already would have happened, I'm going to Game Changer Wrestling in Dallas. Uh, if you know who Nick Gage is, be prepared for me to wax poetically about him next week uh, because there's going to be light tubes because I got a, I got an email today asking if I knew anyone personally who had light tubes for sale. So I can only imagine how bloody this event is going to be tomorrow. Also, for those who are wrestling fans who listen to this show, I will be both at AEW Dynamite next uh, in two weeks uh, when it goes to Garland, Texas. Uh, so if you see me, and you'll know because it's the guy wearing the Damien G hat, wave, say hi. I will also be attending Money in the Bank in Fort Worth, my first WWE event back in almost three years, I believe since Royal Rumble 2018. So be on the lookout. You'll see me there as well. Uh, As far as buying stuff, I did pre-order a venomized Wilson Fisk Funko Pop that I Mm. saw today that caught my attention. And I said, screw it. It's the kingpin. It's a venomized kingpin. I know Funko just discovered a cash cow venomizing everybody, you know, half Clintar, uh, half whatever the other person is. So I am all for that. So I saw the kingpin being venomized. I figured I'd pick that up. Also, won't talk about it on this show, but did see Black Widow. And for those of you who got a gripe about Taskmaster being portrayed this way, shut up. Shut up. It was inventive. It was interesting. And I love Taskmaster. That's all I'm going to tell y'all. Shut up. Back to y'all. See, I love Taskmaster. So now I'm even more intrigued to see what's going on here. I will tell you off air, Carl, if you really want to know. So. Oh, is it going to be something where I'm like, oh. oh. I'll tell you off air. I don't want to spoil it for the, for the listeners if they haven't seen it. Well, you don't want to spoil it for me either, because I don't want to know. But I think I might know. Okay. And I'm not. I I'm. Uh, I just wonder if it's something that we speculated a long time ago. But this. Mm, is- I don't recall what we speculated. It might have been before I came on the show, but it's a twist. Okay, that's probably what I think it is, and that doesn't really bother me. Okay. We we speculated Taskmaster was female. Moving on. Yeah. That's what I thought. (laughs) Anyway, I I figured. 
I think I figured it out because I accidentally saw what was trending on Twitter. I figured it out last year. <laughs> That's when we figured it out. Uh-huh. So. That's all right. Okay. Still a good all movie. Right. Still a good movie. Uh, what it really does for me, and I'll briefly just say, what it does for me, it sets up, again, the ground level Marvel movies even better. Because we had this weird bridge of Falcon and the Winter Soldier and certain little like ground level threats that the Avengers may or may not be too busy to take care of. Uh, what that does is set up again this grounded universe where no one needs to have superpowers of flight, you know, or infinite amounts of strength to be a hero. I will say if you like James Bondian, Jason Bornean type movies, this is a good movie. And uh, I also I also want a Red Guardian series on Disney Plus with David Arbor. Book that shit. Book all that shit. And Florence Pugh is amazing. Mwah. She's amazing. Mm. Chef's kiss. I just saw somebody posted on Twitter that Taskmaster and the Spider-Man video game got more character development than Black Widow. In the black shut room. up! Shut up! Not you. Shut up! But they shut up. They shut up. Uh, Carl, are you in the mobile studio tonight? Or are you? No, I haven't. I didn't get my blue yeti fixed yet, so I'm in the mobile studio. Being mobile or immobile we'll say, in the mobile studio. We'll say hi to everybody. Hi everyone. I missed you. Did you miss me? Yes, we did. As always. Yay! Um, uh, what have I been up to? Well, I took a week off from work. Had to do a lot of, uh, it was more of a staycation. Got a lot of doctor's appointments. Uh, taken care of. Maybe not seen, but taken care of. Or started. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna, I don't think it's too crazy personal, but, you know. Getting uh, my next appointment with a doctor is to ha see if I have adult ADHD, which would explain a lot of my adult life. Um, so that'll be interesting. Um, other than that, I just really been working on a um, Dio, which was um, Star Wars for sci-fi landing pad for toy photography. Working on a building. Um, watch the Tomorrow War, which I found I found it enjoyable. I thought it was a fun movie. Um, it's uh, uh, you know, if I happen to be on, I'd stop and watch it again. You know, I, I don't think it's something I'd seek out to watch again, but it was entertaining. If you like Chris Pratt, you'll like this. Well, it's it's getting panned by critics, but I, I have a feeling I know why it's getting panned by critics. Is it because it's Chris Pratt? Yes. <laughs> Not surprising. Yeah, I just well, I wonder why but, why is everybody taking a dump on Chris Pratt? Is because now he's so overly Christian because of Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter, or what? Well, he's always been that way. It's just they okay. So this this is an unplanned topic. Um, I just feel sometimes, and I call them the blue check mark brigade. Mm. I think there's just people on 
who need something to complain about. And it's, it's a minority of people. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately movie critics and media personalities tend to look at this on Twitter and say, Oh, this must be what the people of, you know, the people who watch me feel. And it's not. Is that fair to say? When you say it, what do you mean by the people that watch me feel? Like if, a, if a, like a media personality, they're like, oh, we're going to cover this because Twitter is, is the pulse of the people. Okay. So basically Twitter is driving the yeah. narrative. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes yeah, sense. yeah. And, and I think movie critics, I don't know. Like, Movie critics in the same breath will bash Chris Pratt in the Tomorrow War, but when he gets to Guardians of the Galaxy, they're not going to bash him because they don't want to lose that Disney access. Of course not. It's it's a uh, Netflix movie, so they'll just be as bluntly honest as humanly possible. Yeah, they don't really care. They're not losing their Amazon access or their Netflix access. You know, they're like, oh, whatever. Who cares? Right. Um, and I just... I, I'm getting tired of the oh well this person has an opposing view of mine I don't like I don't like the views of people who have who are who identify this way and it's like I, I don't know I've just I've gotten tired of it I've yeah. gotten tired of the identity politics like oh you're 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 a black male you have to believe this no not really they don't or you're a white male you must believe this. You know, people are going to think I'm one way because I'm, I live in a small town and I'm white, you know, it sucks. And, you know, it's always sucked, you know, it sucked for people back in the sixties and forties and fifties. And, and when, when, you know, people just looked at somebody for the color of their skin and it sucks. And it's like people who are saying they champion um, equal equalness do that. They judge people based on where they live, what they look like. And it's, and they're, they say, well, I'm not a racist because I don't do that, but yeah, you do. So, mm. you know, they're going to say Damien believes one thing because he's Puerto Rican and he lives in Texas. Right. You know, they're going to say Carl be should believe this because he's white and lives in New Jersey. So Carl automatically loves Kevin Smith movies, um, <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? It's, it's, you know, I don't know. It's that, it's that thing. It's like, you know, when, when Chris Pratt's co-stars who, who fit your identity politic mold come out and support him, like a James Gunn or a Dave Batista or Karen Gillian or Zoe Saldana, they come out and support him and say, he's not, he's not like you're saying he is. He's one of the nicest people in the world. Well, they're like, well, we don't care what you say. Your opinion is invalidated because, because he is this. So that makes him this. It's like, it's like my big argument with, with a lot of these, Like I was saying, like I already had I, my big, the first time I remember feeling this way about something was when somebody was trying to force Florida state to change their mascot. And the Seminole nation in Florida was like, 
why we think this is an honor that the state school wants to name themselves after us and uphold some of our traditions and use it as part of their pregame their pregame program we we think this is awesome and then people are like no you don't no you shouldn't you should feel this way how are you going to tell someone who it's based off of how to feel the seminole nation is the one that doesn't have a problem with it and they've never once voiced an oppositional opinion let them live, bro. Right, right. And and but but Wow, that sounds really familiar, like something that happened recently. Did we bring it up on our last show? No, yeah. I don't know. But I mean that that's and I think that's why uh critics are like, Well, Chris Pratt's in this, I'm gonna hate this movie. Mm. It's like it's like I, I know I've said this on this on this podcast. It's like I'm going into a Kevin Smith movie with tempered expectations. I'm going into a Kevin Smith TV show with tempered expectations. I know what Kevin Smith does. I've watched Kevin Smith movies. But if Masters of the Universe Revelation is good, I'm going to come on here and say, I still don't like Kevin Smith, but this was good. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've done that before. I did it with, I've done it with DC. I'm not a big fan of DC movies, but Shazam and Wonder Woman, the first one, I haven't seen 84 yet. They're good movies. You're not missing much with 84. Right. I mean, but, but you know, don't, I, I just want to temper that because, you know, we do bash Kevin Smith a lot on this show. And we have, we do have our reservations going into um, Masters of the Universe Revelations. Yeah. Damien doesn't, but Carl and I do. But I think that's fair. But back to the point you're making with Florida State, that's like recently Disney telling people or changing the name of Boba Fett's ship from Slave One to Boba Fett Starship because people will find it offensive. And then it's funny is watching a lot of like fan YouTube channels and stuff like that, and especially like from african-american star wars scenes that were like actually i'm more insulted that you're telling me i should be insulted with this because i never had a problem with it i thought it was a cool name like you know and that and and that's and 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 again that's that's i think what you know basing stereotypes based on people's identities which is what they're doing does to people it dehumanizes them into a collective group right and, you know, I, I'll be honest, I probably have more conservative views than, than both of you. Um, but that doesn't mean, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a bad person. No, not at all. And, and it's because yeah. we've had conversations, we've been able to have discourse and, and say, hey, this is my thoughts, what are your thoughts? And come to an agreement of, of peace and understanding where yeah. a lot of people, where you talk about the Twitter warfares or the social media warfare, where nobody even wants to remotely hear it because in their mind, they've already had one way or the other already put inside that brainstem. So it's right. all it's all emotional reactions as opposed to thought-provoking conversation. Well, a lot of people are basing their opinion off of someone else's opinion. It's of not course. even thoughts about fact because, I mean – to me, he seems like a really nice guy. I like his acting. I mean, he, to me, well, now it's kind of like, well, Chris Pratt's Chris Pratt. Right. 
But I always, you know, read articles and stuff that he's, like, incredibly nice guy. Like, you know what I mean? And I guess that, like, maybe I'm being hypocritical because I'm basing my opinion off of what other people say. But, like, you know, I don't know. The guy never did anything to me. He's always entertained me. So, I mean, I, I whatever views he has, I don't really, like, factor that into, like, the entertainment that's being provided for me. You know what I mean? Right. Some, you know what I mean? Like, well, well some was, people can't separate the artist from the artwork. And yeah, that's okay I mean, if that's not what you want to do. That's fine. That's your call. You know, whoever abides by that. But at the same token, here's here's my, my base level of whether or not you're a dick. <laughs> Are you a racist asshole? Do you, do you molest children and people? Do you blow up orphanages? Do you sell drugs to minors? Are you a sex trafficker? No? Okay, right. we got a good start here. I can't imagine that Chris Pratt has done or said anything that would... And I know those are extremes. I know those are extreme yeah. examples, well, but... Warrant, yeah, yeah, yeah. warrant any type of hate. You know, um, I mean, I don't know. I feel like sometimes people get a great, great enjoyment out of tearing people down. Just to hate. Not, Just yeah, to hate. Like, right. And it's not like he's had like always had a lucrative career. He, he struggled for a long time. I mean, it's really Guardians of the Galaxy that put him in the spotlight. I mean, it's not like he's like Army Army Hammer or Marilyn Manson, Army you know, Hammer. doing the <laughs> doing the thing, crazy things that they're doing. You know what I mean? Like, you know, but it, like, but it's like I heard somebody the other day. It's like they're like, well, I. Aquaman 2's filming and Amber Heard's in it. And I'm not going to really comment on the Amber Heard situation because, you know, I don't know that much. I, I, you know, we don't know who's, who did what in that situation. I'm like, no, 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 no. Under oath, we know what happened in that situation. She was the abuser. Yes. He was, he was the abusee. And Johnny Depp's the one now going around losing jobs over this. He lost jobs over this. She did not. And she is still, people are like, well, it's like, no, no, no. We know she was the one who, who instigated the abuse. That's funny. And it's like, it's like, you don't, because it doesn't, because the, 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 the fact that night, a lot of, and, in domestic situations, 99% of the time, it's the woman who's the victim. But because it doesn't, this situation doesn't fit that narrative, you're like, well, I don't know what to do. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's not the only situation yeah. in the entire world in history where a man's been the victim. I'm sure it's just so unheard of. Right. No, no. I'm, I, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> yeah. No, I know. I totally get you. I totally get you. But I don't know. It's still, we're still very much victims of the call out society that we live in right. now where anybody can say anything they want. And like, I could say Russell likes to, you know, look, likes to duct tape and butt fuck hamsters. And everybody's be like, Oh, he's an animal abuser. He's a weird deviant. Like, you know, and you know, and just say things without, that was you know, oddly specific, Carl. I don't know. I was just being like totally ridiculous. Cause who the hell would do that? Maybe. But yet it still hit the, it still hit the nail on the head, Carl. So I appreciate that. Apparently yeah. Richard Gear was ap- accused of that. Oh, uh, well, you know, Richard, I don't know. Sometimes some of these people have been a celebrity so long and there's no one to tell them, no, you can't do that. 
it's wrong. You know, they just used to get everything they want. So when they get a stupid idea in their head or the little things that creep into your brain that normally tell you no, there's no one there to stop you. There's only people to say, yes, 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 do it. You can do that. You're a celebrity. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they do stupid stuff like the crazy shit Arnie Hammers do, <laughs> did. Like, yeah, but but on that note, it, you know, it, it that, that was a rabbit trail, and I think it was a, a constructive a, one. Um, it was but, very much was a rabbit trail, but I wasn't finished about with my with my week and my watches. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I I find me and my girlfriend finally got time to sit down, and everyone's been talking about Bo Burnham, Bo Burnham inside, Bo Burnham, Bo Burnham, and I always liked Bo Burnham. Um, I thought it, I, I just kept putting it off. Um, I don't know why. It was maybe because of just time, but we finally sat down and watched it, and it was. Incredibly funny, but also incredibly dark. It was really interesting. It, it was good, but it was like I can I can see why he might be up for lots of awards and stuff. And I do have to say, watching it, you you will get an idea how talented this guy is. Um, but it definitely, I mean, maybe that's what he was doing too. Is very much like peeling back the veil of his psychosis a little bit maybe you know and his problems that he went through especially like you know it's true that he was having panic attacks and stuff on stage and he had to stop performing for a long time um i feel like it's definitely an art piece like um but it's really there's stuff that's so is really funny like, um, but it's an interesting watch, and you know, I recommend people sitting down and uh, you know, give it a shot. Is it a little weird at times? Yes, but I mean, here's a guy that's trapped in a room by himself recording a comedy special and letting some inner demons out, they're kind of like just bearing it all, really. Um, it was really good, I mean, uh, I enjoyed it. I'm trying to think if I watched anything else that was remotely interesting. No, that's about it. I mean, besides the stuff that we're going to, topics that we're going to talk about, I watched the usual geeky stuff, but that's about it for me. So, Russ. Uh, I, I didn't do anything this week. You got hit with a baseball. I got That's hit with. Fair. I got hit in the head, hit in the base <laughs> of the skull with a baseball. I mean, other than that, I mean, I, I've, I've bought, I, I bought um, the first uh, trade paperback for uh, Jupiter Ascending because I enjoyed the TV show and I'll, I can trudge through Frank Quietly's art, which is not my thing. Mm. To see how the story lines up, because you know, but I haven't I haven't gotten around. It. it was ten bucks, so I was like, mm, I can drop ten bucks on this. Speaking of, like books and reading and stuff, reminding me that I started uh, listening to Ready Player Two. I have to go back to it. It's so vastly different, and I guess I'm wondering, like, I mean, after. You read the first one, 
it's like, where do you go? Right. After that, and I'm listening to it, and it's it feels like a lot of I don't know, not exposition, but it's not like oh, then again, there's not a lot of meat to the first one, but like the first one, at least you feel like you're on an adventure with the character. This one very much, I don't know, feels like your best friend or your wife's best friend telling you about some drama that's going on with the friend group that you really don't give a shit about. That's what it kind of feels like ready player <laughs> two. <laughs> like like just just get to the meat. Like like you know what I mean? But uh, I gotta go back and listen to it. But I'm sorry to interrupt. It just made me triggered. No, I mean that's fine. I, I I again I didn't do much. Um I I don't watch anything special. I haven't watched anything special on any of the streaming platforms. That's not what I normally watch weekly or anything. And you know, it's like I want to start some stuff on Netflix or any of those outlets, and I just I'm like, eh, not really. I don't know the way Netflix has been lately. If they do start something good, they cancel it. So it's kind of right. Like, I think, and uh, I think that I think that's that's creeped into my psyche on Netflix. Is like, it's like, hey, do I want to start this? And then it, you know, get into it and be like, oh, this is really good. And then a week later, it's like, oh, we're not doing this anymore. Okay, cool. <laughs> wow, I'm glad they ended the season, the series, on a cliffhanger. Like, you know, like... Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> cool! Because it's... it's a show that was hilarious. I started, I suggested to my girlfriend, because I feel like it was something she was going to watch, it was, it was called, like, Teenage Bounty Hunters, about these two twins, they're teenagers, and they get roped into bounty hunting. Um, And it was hilarious. But it ends on a cliffhanger, and then over quarantine, they're, like, cancelled. And we're like, why? <laughs> like, <laughs> there's canceling stuff left and right, like Mine Hunters. Wow, what a show! Yeah. Supposedly, I think it's canceled or on indefinite. Yeah, it's done. They've released yeah. the they've released the talent from their contracts. Ah, oh, I wish I had a rumor they were starting to do season three, which is like, oh, that's great because the last I read, they were on like indefinite hiatus or like yeah. on a long term hiatus or something. Oh, that's a shame, because that show ends... I mean, it's teased through two seasons, BTK, and they never get so they're never going to get to it. It's just like, oh my god. Right, yeah, and and it's like... That just, like... Okay, I understand Netflix wants to drive new subscribers, but you got to keep the ones you got, too. And part yeah. of the way, way to do that is keep some of the shows you've got going... Like... Some of these shows, like, just don't greenlight everything. Be picky about what you put out as a show, you know? But if they make a profit off that one or two seasons overall, why not just greenlight everything and see what sticks? Well, I mean, but, like, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but at the same time... I'm thinking time, about it from like, the production company standpoint, like... Yeah, and, and I'm trying to think about it that way, too, but at the same time, it's like Netflix is, it seems like it's like, look at all the quantity we're putting out. And, yeah, that's true. you know, 
they've been known for that just to throw everything yeah. against the wall and then nothing sticks after more than one or two seasons whereas you, you know you got you got disney with disney plus who's been i mean they've got more hits than misses but they haven't just been like throwing up content you know yeah i, I think they really disney plus is really trying to do quality over quantity yeah and, and I think that's why Disney's pl- Disney's numbers have been the way, going up the way they do. And then you've got Paramount Plus, who's just like Star Trek. Anybody? <laughs> it's like no. You want to talk about a niche audience? Yeah, right. It's a niche audience and a niche audience within one. But I Which mean, this is hilarious, is because today I. I, it was finally on on Prime, or unless it's been on there and I never saw it. But it's been a long time since I saw it. But they uh, fanboys was on there, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta watch this movie." And that movie's still enjoyable, especially if you're a Star Wars fan, right? Because of the the tr- the tricky. And I didn't realize because I saw I saw it when it came out, and Seth Rogen really wasn't a thing then. That he plays like dual roles in that movie. I Seth still Rogen. wish Seth Rogen wasn't a thing, but that's just yeah. Me. Well, back then, I, I, you didn't mind him as much, but um, he would, but you know, I uh, I heard some podcast talking to one of the guys that were on it that helped make it. They're trying to do a fanboys too, which would be great because you know they would talk about the new the new trilogy. But, yeah. So, anything else, Carl? Oh wait, it was me. I'm it was I'm, you, man. Anything? Yeah, we up yeah. to you, man. Hey, hey, hey. I did get hit in the head, so um, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Damien, did we talk about your week? Uh, I don't know if we talked about my week, but we can briefly talk about it, which is fine. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I told y'all, uh, and for those who's listening back home, uh, my apologies for saying it like this. I got laid off. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah. It's been a really rough two weeks from a professional level, uh, from me, I, I had one job offer taken off the table, uh, after I tried to negotiate, you know, for inflation and, and cost of living, living expenses going up. And I was offered something and I, they agreed. And then 24 hours later, they pulled that offer. And then the current place I'm employed literally told me I have to take a, a, a major pay cut or, and by major, I mean, 70%. Uh, oh. than what I was making or uh, lose my gig. And I said, no, thank you. Uh, I- I'm good. So for the next, however long it takes me to get a new gig, you know, if anyone needs a, a voice actor or a broadcaster or a therapist, hit me up. Uh, but yeah. Somebody was laid off. This sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that happened. This That happened actually on the fifth. So I've kind of been dealing with like, oh shit. Like, this is the second time in my life this has happened and you know, 2020, what have you. And now we're in 2021. We're all still getting used to the regular workforce, but to be laid off because I refuse to take a, a 60 to 70% pay cut is, is ridiculous. And my entire team, you know, was laid off because honestly, I told them bet on yourselves. Like they asked me first and I said, honestly, you guys will always have a reference with me and you're, you're good at what you do. I'm sure somebody will pick you up for more than what they're offering to keep you at. So bet on yourself. What is their justification for cutting a workforce 70%? 
Uh, I, I'm not trying to put people on the spot, but what I'll say is because there's a bigger demand and because Texas has a lower minimum wage than other states, mm. it's almost expletive or exploitative where, oh, I can get the same job from someone at 10 bucks an hour, then pay someone who I was paying much more than that, or someone who just got out of school who's desperate to get a gig, uh, and I can charge them whatever, and they'll agree to it because they're desperate to work. Whereas someone like me who has a 15, 16-year career in this field can balk and say, yeah, no, I'm good. I'll be all right. I don't need to take this pay cut. Uh, I'll be fine. Um, mm. The only the only downside is that our, our governor, uh, Greg Abbott, who is not my favorite person, Personally, uh, he vetoed pandemic unemployment uh, to end on its regular uh, scheduled day of September 5th and ended it last month. So anyone who was either getting unemployment or was laid off in this weird transition period will not or may not be eligible for unemployment to fill in the gaps. I I applied for unemployment and how they do it is They'll take the, I want to say they'll take the eight months or six months before you got laid off as your bracket time to say, okay, this is what you're entitled to because you work these six months before, you know, this quadrant, they break it down into quadrants. So Mm -hmm. quadrant one, quadrant two, I was not working for this organization in quadrant one, quadrant two of 2020. So I'm not entitled to any unemployment now so for the next however long it takes me to get a new gig either my cartoon reviews that people you know give me give me money to do or you know the occasional counseling client i get and this is not meant to be a sales pitch y'all i'm just letting y'all know how my week went you know that's that's what i'm going to be doing for income right now thankfully i built up a nice cushion uh over the last four years so i don't have to worry but at the same token it sucks you know, where I love what I do. I love working, you know, in the field I work with. I I am a a minority, not because I'm a Latin man, but because I'm a man in human services and all the youth I work with who need male role models, they decide to cut the male role models. So for the bottom line. It sounds like someone's being greedy instead of it left a bad taste in a lot of our mouths. So yeah, I'm agree on their part, on the employer's part. Not the yes. yes. It sounds and like they want quantity over quality. They rather That's exactly what it is because it's a bigger, there's a bigger need. So they're like, we need to spread all this money out to different people to meet the need as opposed to, well, let's keep the good people we have and just make the best of what we have. But oh, yeah. that's oh, and then have the good people we have when we slowly hire new people can like teach them. Exactly. You know, ridiculous. Texas sounds backwards, my friend. No offense. It, just it is. It's as backwards, but I don't know, I've grown attached to it. What can you do? Well, hey guys, you know, go, <laughs> go watch uh, D&D when you review some cartoons, make some <laughs> donations. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, if you see my work, because people have asked, so really quick, I don't mean to commandeer the show. No, go uh, ahead. You can you can find those at twitch.tv slash Damon G Show, 
or on my facebook.com slash Damon G show as well. If you don't want to use those two avenues, you can find me on Twitter at Damon G show, which I use the, the Twitter uh, watch app to broadcast those episodes. And I do take donations and that's either on Venmo or cash app at coach Damien G. Uh, people make requests. Uh, recently I just had a hundred dollar donation to do uh, two specific episodes and I will gladly do that. So any donation helps. I just got one for 20 bucks to do uh, uh, California raisins. If y'all remember that. Oh, uh, wow. I'm going to be reviewing the California raisins Christmas spectacular from 19, I believe 89, uh, because somebody made a donation for that. So again, twitch.tv. So show. Exactly. And that's the vast majority of the stuff that people are, are requesting that I already know about because I've watched this, but they don't realize I've already watched this. So they think I'm going to suffer when in reality I'm going to remember this when I was eight years old and then say, oh shit, this isn't as good as I remember it being. Case in point, I looked at, uh, I believe it was Heathcliff not so long ago, and I don't remember it being as cornballish as I, as I saw it or Inspector Gadget, which I did on Monday. Uh, I remember it being a lot more funnier, or a lot more funny, and it wasn't. It was really bad. And for me, it's kind of one of those forays we do into our, our youth, for instance, because, you know, we're all in the similar age bracket mm. where we had this remembrance of these cartoons. And for a lot of us latchkey kids like myself, cartoons were my babysitter, you know, yeah. so watching yeah, it sure. now as an adult, you're thinking, what the F was eight year old David or seven year old Damien watching? Uh, and thought this was amazing. But when I look at it with adult Damien eyes, this is horrendous. So people are paying me to do that now. And it's, it's fun. It's still fun. You know, it's still fun to watch, but there's some cartoons where I'm thinking y'all must really hate me because y'all wanted me to see three episodes of gem and why, <laughs> you know, like, why would you want me to watch two episodes of Rambo, the animated series oh. or Mr. T you know, like oh my god, wow, I, I love he had a cartoon. Uh -huh. Why doesn't someone make a donation so you can watch like Ronin Warriors? Oh, don't do that because I, I liked that show back in the day. So. <laughs> Gummy bears. Ronin Warriors was the shit back in the day, man. I oh. remember it on Toonami because that's where I picked up Ronin Warriors from was Toonami. And well, I remember it from the eighties, and then Toonami later in the nineties. Like, what? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I remember it being a little bit more bloodier in the 80s than I did when I saw it on Toonami again. Maybe they did some editing. But, um, yeah, Run of Warriors was the shit, dude. Uh. So that's where you can contribute, y'all, if you want to, uh, you know, see me nerd out, you know, like the Million Dollar Man says. Unfortunately, everybody has a price. And uh, for now, because that's my only means of income is either through commercial reads for people's various businesses, you know, when I do that or, or something of that ilk. Uh, so, yeah, again, that is Cash App and on Venmo, that is Coach Damon G. And I'm sorry to the Geek Out Network for pulling, putting uh, my personal business out there. But, hey, I'm human. I don't think we all have anything to hide. I think it yeah. probably here... Hearing our own personal problems probably gives those who are listening in podcast land a little bit of comfort to know that they're well, I mean, that aren't going, they're not alone in any of these. 
problem. If you think about it, they probably know us better than we know them. Truth. Because how many podcasts do you listen to? You're like, man, I feel like these guys are my friends. They're not, obviously, but, you know. Yeah, I guess that's... You listen to them long enough, you feel like you get to know them. Yeah, you would feel like you know them, sure. Yeah, 100%. I can yeah. see it. Because it, it's almost like you're getting in. It almost feels like you're sitting in on, like, your group of friends talking, except for, like, you know, it's there. <laughs> you don't really get to say anything. Nobody's paying it's... attention to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but, um, well, rule number one of broadcasting school when I was taught was just talk to your audience as if they're your best friends and let yeah. them know a little bit about you. And just make it seem as if you're just specifically talking to them. So that's what we do. Especially right. you, here. You know, you've got to you've got to relate with your audience first before they can they can trust you and listen to what you have to say. Of course. Um, and that's what we try to do. I mean, we don't know who any of you are because nobody interacts with us. So yeah, I mean, it's I mean, not I that don't, we don't want. I mean, uh, I think we're type of guys that's not like it's not like we don't want to know who you are actually honestly a little bit more interaction from you guys on the twitter and instagram would be greatly appreciated well what would help is if our twitter was a little more active than it has been because oh same with our instagram it's hard trying to manage one instagram let alone two yeah i mean i i've i'm like oh i'm driving all day i can't i can't manage squat right now and, that, and that's the thing about our Instagram, too. It's like, by the time I find out about something to post about, it's already been posted a billion times. So it's kind of like, oh, I'm just regurgitating the same crap everybody's always going to always read. Yeah. Already read a thousand times, you know. So listen to the show and see what we think then. Right. But, uh. Well, what what else is going on? Uh, we want to get into uh, into um, the well, God of Mischief. I was going to say, yeah, we briefly talked about me and 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 watching uh, Black Widow. So let's let's talk about our favorite mischievous as Guardian. Uh, episode five happened. It was something. Uh, I like. I sh- I shed a tear or two. Um, let's be honest. Because there was a lot of emotional moments for a guy like me who watched this and seeing, remember when this, when this started, guys, I said, remember kids, Loki's still the bad guy and they're going to try to get you to love the bad guy because Marvel lately has gotten us to do that, you know, with Thanos and, you know, with the Flag Smashers and the like, and, and almost like Agatha at the same time where we, we enjoy the bad guys. But they're still the villains. So as much as Loki is, and Tom Hiddleston, as always, knocks it out the park, I'm still a little, eh, because he's still the bad guy. Now, after this episode, seeing him, Sylvie, Mobius, and all 4,372 Lokis, I'm still amped for this show. It has been mm. so enjoyable. And I said this back when we were covering WandaVision. I said the MCU lately has been so well acted, well performed, right. 
that that's part of the reason that brings you in to really enjoy the show because or these shows because you could see these characters in comic books and say cool whatever because let's be honest how many of us gave a shit about loki the character before tom hiddleston had the role of loki no one maybe in well, a, I mean, avengers earth's mightiest heroes maybe but if you watch that show but tom hiddleston and loki are now synonymous to the point where it is so well acted and to a, to a point so well written for the character that they are now synonymous and now you want to root for loki because this show while still holding this is the tv a real over here on the right hand side or is it a quantum realm thing like i've been debating for like the last three episodes uh it makes me want to really look for the season finale yeah. and i'm praying That's next episode isn't it yes yep. it is. yeah. i'm praying to all the marvel gods to the feige gods out there please don't let sylvie betray him at the end because that is the ultimate heartbreak for someone to fall in love with another person only to have that person sabotage you and backstab you in the end. Mm. There's also rumors that the main bad isn't Kang, that it's actually the number one Loki of all of this, where if you've seen the Jet Li movie, The One, there's that one Loki above all, and he is the ultimate promotivate villain of this entire show, where he had no love, Frigga didn't care about him, his brother didn't care about him. Sylvie doesn't care about him. He's just angry and bitter and grumpy and F everybody. That might be the Loki we get at the end. So I'm curious to see which way we're going with this. I don't think it's Kang. All the allu- I think Kang's a red herring in this situation. I think Ravonna Renslayer, based on the comics, you know, she's Kang's lover eventually. Uh, she's just a fangirl. At this point, like she's really a thirsty fan girl, and it's it's kind of disturbing. Mm. Uh, but it's a well acted show. I'm looking forward to see what happens. Uh, shout out to old Loki. That that one scene where glorious purpose. I've been saying it all week. That one scene where he took on Alioth, and I'm thinking, fuck, he literally sacrificed himself for the good of the Lokis because he found the one thing. He was looking for, if you go back to that episode, he said he missed family. He was lonely. He finally found something to fight for. And at the end of it all, his glorious purpose was to quote Dom Toretto was for the family. (laughs) I really enjoyed that. And I thought he was a show stealer. I I hope they, I would want him to come back. If he doesn't come back, that's fine. He stole that show for that episode. Shout out to Alligator Loki, because I saw the Funko pop. So I know a lot of people want that now. Oh, so, it's so hilarious. Well, they Frog Thor stuff. and Throg. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was good. So I want to hear the rest of your... Sorry, I took up a lot of time, but I just want to say how much I really enjoyed the, that episode. Because when I watch, for those who don't know, when I watch, I still watch with that 15, 14-year-old me who loved comic books and to see these, these turns of villains air quotes to, to the hero alignment and to, to, to gain purpose pun unintended makes me very happy to watch it also as a psychology guy. 
So it hits all the boxes for me because I don't just watch it as a fan. I watch it as someone who appreciates it, but also looks at the other things deeper like than, than what we're seeing, the message deeper than that. And I, I loved it. I loved last week's ep- this week's episode. It was amazing. I can't wait for the season finale. No, oh, I mean, I, I, I don't think it's a, I could say it much better than you already have. I, I mean, I loved it. I've been just loving this this series the whole time. I mean, there's some people that might be like, oh, it's not that great. Uh, like, but I what? honestly have been loving it. Yeah, there's 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 a friend of the show out there that's not into it, but you know, that's okay. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. Everyone's got one. <laughs> um, but uh, I honestly, personally, have been enjoying it. And last episode was great. Uh, this well, this recent episode was great, and I love seeing Throg and Mjolnir's just in grasp but then he's stuck in that jar can't reach it mm-hmm. can't reach it um uh kid loki was funny uh the al- the alligator and loki not realizing that he's actually a loki <laughs> the whole most of the time wait <laughs> so he is really a loki like you know he's like he's wearing the hat isn't he like it's so funny get the hand off of presidential loki so that's even better <laughs> yeah it's hilarious um, it's just such an entertaining show, and uh, and like I said before, I mean, I, I really like seeing Loki and Sylvie, but of course, like only Loki could fall in love with himself. Like that would be the only person he could fall in love with. Um, so it makes sense. But uh, I, I was actually, and this is coming from a guy who ninety nine point nine. Now, I don't hate him as much as I have hate Kevin Smith, but I thoroughly don't enjoy Owen Wilson. Very few times I've ever, probably I can't even, I could probably count on, I probably just use a finger how many times I liked him in the past. But I was really happy to see Owen Wilson back. You know, I was really happy to see him back. Um, I actually, like, I'm really enjoying his character. I think he's, and they have such good chemistry, him and Tom uh, Middleton. Um, but it was a great episode. I'm interested in seeing who's pulling the strings. The strings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if it was Doom? No, I'm kidding. But you see that Not cast, ready for and I was like, <laughs> but how, how great would it be? That would be that would be a that would be a turn that no one would expect if it was like God Doom or something. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, I'm interested. I, I, right now, it's like I just I think everybody's assuming Kang because they've told us who is going to be the Thanos level villain, right? Eventually, so I feel like everybody's just assuming it's him. But like you said, it, it would be an interesting twist if it's that one Loki. You know, he's the evilest of evil Lokis. You know, or you know, fulfilling his glorious purpose. The one above all, almost. Yeah. 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 Um, What would you call him? Loki prime? No, because that'd be a slide against Optimus. So I'll just say ultimate Loki. (laughs) Or Odin Loki. (laughs) King Loki. King Loki. Yeah. Well, I, I I will say I will be, I mean, I'm not going to be disappointed in how this ends. I, I do. I, I think 
Kang opens up and brings in so much more. I think, and I don't want to see Kang. Um, I just a, a, a name drop would be fine with me because isn't isn't Kang Nathaniel Richards? He's one of the Kangs, like that whole lineage of Kangs. Okay. Nathaniel Richards is indeed one of them. See, and and what I think Mar- what I think Marvel's going to do with Kang is they're going to combine all the Kangs into one. So if you, sh- you know, knowing that the Fantastic Four now closes out phase four, <laughs> I have a feeling, I have a feeling Kang's going to be more connected to them and they're going to bring the Fantastic Four in with the science guy of, um, What's what's his face? Uh, Ant Man, because Ant Man's always been the science aspect of Marvel, the MCU. So, I I think we might get a name drop of Kang just to set him up. Uh, or I mean, we might find out maybe the whoever we find out is the big bad of the series at the end. You know, they do a Thanos kind of teaser, yeah. and he's answering to Kang. Yeah, and and I'm fine with that. Um, as I mean, I, I just don't know how I feel about it being another Loki variant that we're just throwing in in the final episode. Mm. You know, my main concern more is I, I want to know because it's kind of sad at Endgame War, or Infinity War when Loki dies, and I'm like, oh man, that means Tom Middleton's not going to be back. And now that we have him, I'm like. Oh, please don't kill him. I like Sylvie so much. Don't kill her. Like, I wonder what happens. I just want to, like, what happens to these characters? I got to know. Like, I hope they survive this. Well, I'm more, I'm more concerned with what her, her, her event was. Why, oh, why, why, why they came, at... came after me. Yeah. Because I assume just from comics and what's their face being the head of the uh, TVA and, and if it, Kang's lover and I think that's one of the things why he does stuff with time is because she dies or something I think in one storyline or something and it's him manipulating things so that she never so she doesn't die I was kind of wondering if maybe that was like kind of like the the whole reason for it but well I could I'd rather wrong. that not be I I'm I'm not I'm not big with or, or motivation here. being for love but then again, we might see that because we didn't get Thanos collecting the Infinity Stones for death. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we didn't. Because in the comics, that was his motivation. I mean, I I, I don't know what we're going to get. I don't know what we're going to see. I'm enjoying trying to enjoy the ride more than anything. Well, here's a, um, here's a, here's a curveball. Here's a curveball. Because what's her face seemed very partial to Owen Wilson at a TVA. What if Owen Wilson is a Kang variant? And of course, we're starting that Kang again, but we're not going to Kang. That. <laughs> Kang. <coughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think that. I don't think. I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I don't think that. Uh, I think he's going to be a Light McQueen variant. Um, I think honestly, no, he's he's a, a copy, you know, because 
when Ravona, if you go back to, I think, episode three or two or three, when they're sharing a drink and she goes, all these rings on my coffee table are from you. He goes, I didn't do that. And she goes, they're all from you. Because in the comic book, Mobius is a copy. There's tons of Mobius clones out there. So well, I wouldn't be surprised if it's every single TVA guy named Mobius has been her right hand throughout all of time, almost. So well, Also think about this. Two episodes ago, C-15 looked at that poster in the hallway. That looks like a Marxist poster, yeah. And that poster said, did you get them all? Or did you make sure? I, I forget what the poster said. It said something about getting all the copies. And we haven't, you know. Am I making sense? Does anybody remember what I'm talking about? <clears throat> I believe so, yeah. No, I know what you're talking about in regards to the poster and what it said on the poster. But that's a good point. Did you get all the copies of what? Mobius? The variants? Like, there, there's a lot of ways you can go with that. Well, right, and, and as long as there's a Loki somewhere out there, you're never going to get all the Lokis. Mm, interesting. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm enjoying it. I want to see where this goes. I, again, I wish we had more episodes because I want, I feel like they're 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 on the cusp of explaining something big. And uh, you know, I want, I want a bre- I want a, I want a, I want a trail, like you know, a Hansel and Gretel trail of of this. I want breadcrumbs. Mm. I don't want to get it all shoved in my face at once. You know, mm. is that fair? I think it's fair. And I, th- I feel like we're gonna get every like, if if everything's pointing to Kang. Which comic fans think it is. Um, Which is why I think it's a red herring, because everybody and their mama right. thinks it's Kang. But, you know, it's... But then I feel like if, if, you know, we're getting little pieces here and there, and then if it's Kang, you can see where the pieces fit together. Right. Whereas if it's just a random Loki that we haven't mentioned... I feel like we're just going to get everything shoved in our face. At one well, that's time. the thing. What if this random Loki is a harbinger of Kang? How Thanos, remember how Thanos yeah. promised Loki Earth if he destroyed Earth or whatever the case may be? What if Kang said, hey, you get this pocket reality of the TVA if you kill every single version of yourself hmm. for Kang, on behalf of Kang? Hmm. Yeah, and that's I mean, true. I mean, I, thinking about it too now is I wonder <clears throat> why are they killing all the versions of Loki? Because there can only be one, like Highlander. Yeah, but you know, I, that's the thing. It just—I I mean, I guess because he's the character, it's focused on a Loki. But I always thought it was interesting because you don't see too many other characters variants. You hear about them taking out like capturing other variants like I, I think i said in a past episode well technically wouldn't old man steve rogers be a variant of 
Young yes. Steve Rogers, you know, yes. so why isn't somebody hunting him down and taking him out? And then since he went back in time to be with Sha- um, Sharon, wouldn't that Sharon, who's living the Peggy. life with Steve or Peggy, uh, living the life with that Steve Rogers be a variant? You know what I mean? So I, I also it makes you think like, OK, some things are acceptable because it doesn't deviate from this timeline that whoever's in control wants that timeline to continue. So when there's branches, it's like, no, we can't. That that might deviate how things happen. Which which is a good point because the whole point of the TVA is to maintain the quote-unquote proper flow of time. So this would benefit one person above all to keep this timeline that we're currently in. Because remember they said the Avengers were supposed to go back in time and do their whole time-traveling shenanigans. So obviously this benefited someone's grandmaster plan. Yeah. We might because, find out who that is at the end of episode six. Yeah, because I mean, well, to me, it's obvious the reason the event the the Avengers were allowed to time jump is because whoever is behind all this sees Thanos as a threat and variants of Thanos as a threat. Well, you brought that up before. Yeah, and I think that the two Thanoses, you know, the two variant Thanoses, because one of the Thanoses was a variant. Um, became a variant when they traveled back through time because now you've got Gamora running around, another variant. Um, we have a. I didn't realize that until you just said it. We have a variant Gamora after dealing with a variant Thanos, and yeah, a variant, variant Nebula, Nebula who is now dead. So yes, and and they they need. I mean, granted, when Stark snapped, he took care of the TVA's purpose. Because that was their purpose, but I think I, I I just think, and and we got that episode where it was like, look at what she's done to the timeline and all these branches. Now every time we see the timeline, it's just a straight line again. Almost like, hey, can't really do anything about this multiverse here. We we've just created all these multiverses. Well, let's um. You know, I don't know. Well, they she even said in this episode, like, because when you first see this, when they get disintegrated, we just think that they're dead. But it's really been sending them to this, everyone that they zap to this alternate dimension or end of to the end of time or wherever this pocket universe is beyond time. And when they reset the timeline, it's actually doing the same thing. She she said it like they're not actually like correcting the timeline. They're just well, yeah. They're I think I need to go back and watch this again because it was I did watch it Wednesday because I'm tired of I, I just I'm so tired of having to avoid. And that's another reason I haven't been active on Twitter is I'm I'm avoiding spoilers because people can't help but oh I love this I must go tweet about this. It's like um okay. And then it's like, I just, it's easier to just stay off Twitter than go muting everything. And to yeah. be fair, I am that guy. Like I wake yeah. up early on Wednesday morning to watch Loki before I get along with my day. So I would be that guy, but I am also respectful of, of people who haven't seen it. Right. I usually typically only tweet major ish. Like I'll say quote unquote, glorious purpose and anyone who's seen that episode 
episode five knows exactly what I'm referring to in that one moment in the show. Or if I tweet a photo from one of my other, you know, followers on Twitter, where it's something that I resonated with that one scene where it's not spoiling the whole episode. It's just a scene in set episode. So I, I would never want to disrespect people who haven't seen it because I, I as much as my ex-wife would have you believe, I don't love spoiling the movie for people, but I do enjoy knowing it and I can't wait to share it with people because those things resonate with me so much that I can't wait to talk about it with people. And and I understand that and I'm not I'm not bagging on that. I just oh, I, know. I know. There are some people who are like I've got to be the first to tweet about this so I can trend. Mm. It's like, oh gosh. Sure. <laughs> but like I was saying, thinking about what she said, yeah, they're actually not resetting. Like when those branches go off and, you know, they put the little bomb down and everybody around there gets right. zapped away. They're actually not resetting it or something. They're actually just sending it here. So all those timelines where they said they're all oh, we're resetting it they didn't all they did is just erase those people from it which right. is crazy so they're all so, in that crazy smoke dragon dimension <laughs> so let me ask you this let's go back to the timekeepers mm-hmm. remember that chamber yes and let's remember that magic doesn't work in the TVA it does not is that because a variant of Wanda has perhaps enchanted the TVA. Okay, see, I thought about that for two seconds. I thought about it for two seconds. No. You don't no. think so? I don't think so. You don't They're think that de- was a rune behind the timekeepers? No, I did not. I actually, okay. I did not okay. think that. So if that's too that- much cross. That's too much crossing the streams, <laughs> Russ. Okay. Like, okay, well, it's Marvel. Well, you're bringing that up. They're all about stream crossing and yeah, Easter eggs. You guys are bringing that up. You want a witch or a sorcerer enchant something, the other person is powerless. Uh, who else is a sorcerer that I've recently, this episode brought up, who is a sorcerer, could do that? Anyone? I'm, I'm drawing a blank beside Mordo. Or Dormammu, or Doctor Stephen Strange, or the Ancient One. I'm drawing a blank. Doom. It's doom. not Doom. It's, it's too early doom. for Doom. I lo- look, look. Anyone listening to Nerdicons, I can tell you, I love fucking Doctor Doom. He's so a I- megalomaniac, and I fucking love Doom. But this is not the time to. You don't bring Doom in on a Disney Plus show, or even hint at Doom at a Disney Plus show, because some people are saying. That might be Castle Doom. It's not Castle Doom. Shut the fuck up. Just, you know, not you, Carl, but like, <laughs> I know. stop it. Like, but stop. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, you're talking about when's the right time with a show that's dealing with time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, like, uh, they could hint to a Doom because maybe it's God Doom at the end of all you know, all time. Maybe that's they're setting where... up for secret. No, mind you, you know this. They're setting up for secret wars eventually. Not the first one. There the second secret one. wars. The second one. They're setting up with Doctor Doom one. being God Doom, and he rips fucking Thanos' spine out. Like they're setting up for that shit. But which I don't think that's till, I don't think that's until Phase Five. No, it's not. But because we I know think, that's coming. 
I think Doom's going which to we supplant Kang. Which, I mean, that storyline really... I mean, they'll always find a way to make it work. But that storyline without, like, all the different worlds and Spider-Man and X-Men, because Battle World and Secret War, the new Secret Wars, it, it's all pieces of the multiverse to make one right. new, new world. Yes. So, and each little part of, like, the new world is made up of, of that that universe so you have the old man logan universe and then which i always thought was nuts uh, i loved it but um when you find out what the wall in the comic is that's separating all the lands in battle world is mm-hmm. actually ben Grimm. <laughs> like yeah when he's the wall yeah that threw me off yeah, for those who like, haven't read what? secret wars the second one ben Grimm is literally atlas holding up this fucking wall on, on, on Doom's battle world, and it's freaking weird if you see it in a car, in a comic panel. It's really weird to see. And then, <laughs> spoilers: they talk Ben out of being the Wall <laughs> for whatever reason. So, yeah, to Carl's point, it's just random. It's just fucking I, random. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think secret. You know, you guys are looking. I, I think you're looking at Secret Wars too literal. A too literal. Yes. Um, Civil War was nothing like the comic book. Oh, no. no. Of course not. Okay, so Secret Wars, I think, <clears throat> is maybe how Doom supplants Kang. The only thing I'm sad about is the if they Fantastic ever- Four sets Doom up as the, the Phase 5 threat. Mm. I don't oh. think we're going to... I, I don't think there's going to be any mention of Doom. I think we have a while for Doom. Um... We may get a Latveria um, mention here or there somewhere, but I don't think we see Doom until at least. And do we even? I was I was kind of hoping in that one of those when they went to that year the that one country in Europe and Falcon Winter Soldier and um, Zemo was talking to those kids. I was kind of hoping he was saying, "Oh, here in Latveria," you know, because. He, it was kind of like a worn, torn, a little bit of a worn, torn country and stuff. Like I thought it was gonna, because it makes sense that like maybe where uh, Zemo's from would be not very far from right from Latveria. They, they fit Latveria and um, Sokovia fit the Eastern European vibe. Yeah, you know, yeah, over yeah. Iron Block countries and all that. And yeah. he said when. No. When Sokovia fell, the surrounding countries went and grabbed of it, grabbed parts of it. I, I was waiting here, Latveria, but it didn't happen. But well, I, 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 I just don't think, I mean, I don't think, I mean, and see, that's the thing. I, I sit here and I wonder with these, is which is getting the bigger audience right now? When you say bigger audience, you mean just is it the show? Disney Plus or is it going to be the movies? Well, because we're still coming out of the phases of COVID, it's yeah. got to be Disney Plus for now. Uh, but this time next year, it's going to be the movies. Oh, so many people are excited to go. Like a lot of people are, like from that I talked to or hear from, are like they're they're excited to go to the movie theater 
to see Black Widow. Like this was the movie that was going to get them back into the theater. Yeah, that's the one. We're going Sunday. I don't know when I'm going. I I hope to see it soon. I mean, if it comes down to the worst case scenario, I got to pull the trigger and pay the 30 bucks. See, I didn't know. I I thought it was going to be like an Amazon type of rental. I pay that and only have it for 48 hours. But I've been told by someone who's done it before. It's like, no, you have it until DVD, the DVD sales go, go up. So, you know, from now until the DVD comes out, you can watch it as many times and as often as you want. So I might. I feel like our speculation's gotten a little out of hand with Loki. It's a good show. I want to see where it goes. Uh, I don't I think our, speculate our spe- anymore. I think our speculating getting out of hand just shows our excitement. And well, perhaps I, I, I think maybe part shows of it a good is, job. Like, because they're I, keeping us on our toes. I think part of our speculation getting out of hand has to do with the fact that we know too much of what's coming. <laughs> we do. And, and that's our problem. It's, and, and that's a good problem to have, is that we know too much about what's coming and, you know, a lot of us, you know, myself included, are, are tuned in to what's up next. And that's okay because we're fans and we're still it, going to watch it and we're still going to enjoy it. And for anyone who has a problem with that, remember, you were a kid once before, too. You couldn't wait for the next issue to come out next month. So, you know what? Wait till next week. We'll talk about it then. For anyone who's listening now. Just enjoy the ride. Yeah. It's been fun. Let's enjoy it like we're kids again for five minutes. Uh, I, you know what? As much as we're not excited for Eternals, the way they're building up the things, I would, I, I would be surprised if there's not something very important in Eternals. But there always but, is because they're all linked together. Like even if yeah. you go back to the worst MCU movies, you know, like The Incredible Hulk or Thor 2. There is always something, and it's always a post-credit scene, that links it all together. So when we go back to the movies being the main the main branch between the MCU films, back again when everyone gets to go to the theaters, it's going to be business as usual. So we're going to be, you know, speculating and pontificating over what is it, what's going to be next? When's Doom going to show up? Like right now, we're literally talking about Doom during a Loki show. Yeah. Yeah. Those two don't yeah, having, mix typically. Having this knowledge is a blessing and a, and curse. a curse. Yes. Well, then I think oh, Doom is a lot of people's favorite villain. I know he's one mine. of my favorite. Um, but so getting off of Loki, there was a trailer that, and still in the Marvel Disney Plus end of things, um, they dropped a trailer. Yeah, they did. What if? What did you guys think? I'll be brief. What if was one of my favorite comics growing up? When you had the Watcher, Watu on the cover saying, what if Spider-Man saved Gwen Stacy, for instance? And you get to see what would have happened in that alternate reality. Because let's face facts, for the last, I feel like the last eight weeks, all we've talked about is alternate realities. So the fact that now... We have a show, albeit animated, that we get to see what if. I like it. I like the thought of it. I love anim- I love comic animation. For a long time, the DCEU has been the cream of the crop for animated cartoon comic book stuff. Mm-hmm. So for now, the MCU is saying, all right, cool. We see you, DC. 
Now we're going to try our hand at it. And literally, this is a jumping off point for the new version of the animated MCU, which I'm all for to see what happens now. But to see this amalgam of what if Peggy Carter was Captain America? What if T'Challa became Star-Lord instead of Peter Quill? I want to see this. We're getting Marvel zombies. Like, really? Who would have thought fucking Marvel zombies would be something we'd get to see in any format? And now Mm. we get to see it. Well, I think, too, now we're getting good Marvel cartoon because now you have the power and the clout of the what many consider the greatest animation studio of all time behind you. Mm. And I have to say the animation looks spectacular. Agreed. Like, it looks I, so I good. I don't care about the animation. I care about the story. Well, I, I well, I mean, let me brief you briefly tell you why it matters to me. Okay. Because I, I, I try at the beginning of the pandemic, I tried to watch Avengers assemble on Disney plus and I'm a big fan of Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. That is my ultimate, like, watch that freaking cartoon and you'll enjoy it type thing. But when you get to season four or five, I don't recall which, where T'Challa's the main character, the animation quality dips so bad that I thought someone tried to make it with a flash projector. If you remember Newgrounds back in the day, I thought that this was one of those fake Newgrounds you know, animated spoops. And then I realized, oh shit, this is really on Disney Plus. And it killed it for me. I couldn't finish the season because it looked horrible. Oh, sure. I, that, uh, that's something I was going to say is, for me, I mean, it goes hand in hand, the story and animation, but bad animation will take me out of a good story. I, like, I, I can't for me, to look at it's it. ne- that's never been an issue for me. So let me ask you this, Russ. Let me ask you this. When you're looking at a statue, how much does the graphics or the visual representation of the statue matter in you purchasing it? Well, well, see, that's the thing. Most of my um, (laughs) statues are animated, you know. A specific style. Yeah. You know. That appeals to you. It's G.I. Joe. It's the Transformers. But most of my other stuff is, you know, based off real people. So not the comic version of of the characters, but a real depiction of said characters. Right. Okay. So, like, you go watch G.I. Joe's animation, it ain't great. Oh. Oh, it's not. Now it doesn't hold up today at all. But the character designs are great. Sure. And that's what I, I go for. You well, know, even the I early mean, Ninja Turtles animation isn't that great, but no, it's that's old eighties cell cell animation. Right. And and I've recently watched the original Thundercats. There's that's a lot I. of stock footage. A lot of stock footage. And and this in this and you know, it's the story is is what it is. But it doesn't. It never bothers me. You know, I'm not like I don't like everybody's like, oh, Teen Titans go. That can't watch that show for the animation. 
I'm like, then you're missing out because it's a clever, funny show. Oh, you wouldn't say that about Thundercats Go or Thundercat. (laughs) I know what you mean. No, no, (laughs) but I did watch that show. I did watch Thundercats Roar. Is that what it's called? Thundercats Roar? Yeah, and, and I'll tell you this much. Yeah, the animation was bad and you can't get past it because it wasn't true to the characters. And at, at the same time, Teen Titans isn't. It's and I look at it differently with, I guess, comic book stuff like Marvel and 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 Teen Titans and DC is like this Spider-Man and his amazing friends or Ooh, the so superhero squad. Those are those are gateway drugs. And that's what Teen Titans is. Teen Titans is a gateway drug. And they're trying they that's what they need to use it in. So that's just my thought on it. But I mean still, whether you the animation doesn't matter to you or not, the in it looks phenomenal. You can't say that it doesn't look phenomenal. It looks no, like it's really that. it's like but like all like with into the Spider Verse, all these little animation innovations they were point people were pointing out. Mm. I didn't notice. Uh, I guess because I mean, like you said, that that the well, the art and the animation isn't the driving force for you, right? I don't think. Yeah, then it would probably would. Slip it's a good story you. with characters I care about. Sure. So yeah, I think yeah. it would slip. But yeah, so something that would slip by you, yeah. But to me, it's got a very cinematic, like, I yeah. mean, just look at uh, last season of Clone Wars. I mean, you could, I mean, the the whole that whole series, the animation is great, but that last season, yeah, had a quality of animation that was just like breathtaking. And this looks like it's following the same line, where it's a very theatrical quality. Like the highest of highs, you know what I mean, and it just yeah. looks phenomenal. Like, I mean, oh, I saw Spider. Like, I just I don't know. It looks awesome. Uh, it looks awesome. Well, on that note, I think I think we need to start wrapping up. I mean, there's a lot more stuff we could sit here and talk about, but we've we've occupied enough of your time this week. Um, it's because we, we're so passionate, y'all. That's why. <laughs> We have been the Nerdicons. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. We're going to try to be more active, hopefully. Um, at Nerdicons Pod. Rate, review, subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And Damien? Well, guys, you can find me on all your social medias at Damien G Show. Uh, that is also Facebook. That is Twitter. That is Instagram. You can find me at Show at gmail.com. If you have a request for my cartoon episodes that I talked about earlier in the show. Uh, as always, if you want to make donations to, for those requests, I appreciate those. Obviously, if you donate, you can move to the front of the line. And that is on Venmo and Cash App at Coach Damien, D-A-M-I-A-N-G, on both Cash App and Venmo. If you want to laugh this week, go to twitch.tv slash freeplayarcade and hear my hilarious commentary on a video game that I had never played before called Breaker's Revenge, where we had Tuesday night fights, where I literally say, is that pa- uh, is that panther from Wakanda in the midst of a fighting game? 
And the reason why it came out, you have to see to believe. So twitch.tv slash freeplayarcade. If you want to subscribe to my Twitch channel where I do my cartoon reviews, that's twitch.tv slash Damien G Show. I'll look to see you there. Carl, take us home. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, thanks for uh, going down some rabbit holes with us. You know? Uh, you can find us at Nerdicon's Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Echoes Dorkin on Instagram. Check out me and my friend's toy photography page called Nas Plastic Addicts. Also check out the team toy photography team I'm on called TR4K Alliance, which stands for Toys Are For Kids. We are not a cult, I promise. Um, and without further ado, remember to keep your details dust-free, your figures posed dynamically, and your comics bag and boarded till next time later deuces kang kang doom <laughs>